Welcome to You, But More Powerful. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and this is your go-to podcast for raw and expansive messages from health, fitness, business, and mindset, and as always, with a little bit of fun sprinkled in. My purpose is to help you step into your most powerful self and build your dream life. You'll gain clarity, connection, and confidence with a whole lot of practical skills along the way. I know you're in exactly the right place to level up, build the body, mindset, and life you absolutely love and thrive in. Let's go. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the You But More Powerful podcast. I am your host, Rhiannon, and I really appreciate you here listening. If you do find this of value and you know someone who would benefit from some of the learnings in this episode, please feel free to share the love. And I absolutely love seeing you guys listening to the podcast and tagging me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at PT with Re. So that's PT with R-H-I. You'll be able to find all the links that you need to in the show notes as well. But I love, love, love seeing you guys out on your walks or wherever you may be. Everyone has a bit of a unique place where they listen to podcast episodes too, which is really cool. I yeah, love getting a little bit of an insight into that. So please continue to share the love. Now, today's episode is really going to be about the all or nothing mindset, having a bit of a discussion around what that specifically is, and then you know, looking at some learnings and some strategies. And these are ones that I specifically coach on as well. And just some little hidden gems of maybe some perspective shifts that you need and just overall adopting new strategies and ways of thinking. Now, as we know, change is never easy. So it is one of those things that's going to require some practice, some perseverance, and like training a muscle, you know, the first time we do it, it is not as easy. It gets easier and easier. The same thing is with our new habits and our behaviors and our beliefs. So these things can be changed. And if you are a little on a fence about that, then you need to download or listen to or purchase the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, really shifting the perspective on a fixed and a growth mindset. But let's not go down there. Let's talk about this all or nothing mentality. So essentially, the all or nothing mentality is you either do it or you don't do it. It's either perfect or it's not done at all. You're either showing up in every capacity, bright lights are shining, things are going well, or something goes a little sideways and you're running for the hills. Now, we all know the story of the tortoise and the hare. And if we don't, maybe do a little bit of homework there as well. But it's this concept of going all out and then crashing and burning and then being knocked out of action. Then going all out, crashing and burning is not going to get you as far as the person who is consistent and steady. Now, there are going to be times where we want to turn the dials up and I'm going to introduce you to the dial strategy, actually. But, you know, we can, I guess, if we're thinking about driving a car, there's moments where we're going to just need to, you know, be braking. Maybe some cars are slowing down in front of us. Maybe there's a traffic jam, whatever's going on. We need to hit the brakes. We're not coming to that complete stop. We're just kind of slowing down. And then there's going to be times that we're going to put our foot on the gas or foot on the pedal. I always laugh at myself because I always say foot on the gas, but we're in Australia and we refer to it as like petrol. I don't know. But anyway, that's just a little side note about myself. But those that are being consistent year round, like 80% compliant day in, day out, year after year after year is going to be leaps and bounds further along than the person that's going 
all out balls to the wall for six weeks and then out of action for six weeks. I think if we think about it in the way, and I really like to give some visuals for those like visual learners amongst us, is imagine compound interest, right? You deposit a dollar and then another dollar and then another dollar and nothing is really like going crazy. But then all of a sudden, these dollars are turning into 10 to 20 to 30 and then the compound interest that's calculated starts to increase that. And now you're earning, instead of you've put in $10 um, and now the interest has made that 11, now you're earning money on the $11 and you're still continually adding and adding and adding. And then all of a sudden, if you've ever seen one of the graphs of compound interest, your efforts are essentially doubled 20 years down the track, right? Now, the cool thing about working with coach is you can often time collapse. So, you know, this graph that I'm talking about, like, yes, you know, we've got so much life to live, you know, depending on how old you are, you know, there's going to be however many years in terms of like general life expectancy, but I can pretty much guarantee there's many, 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 many years ahead of you listening to this now. So thinking about continually adapting and improving on yourself and the strategies that help you flourish and succeed. And so if we're thinking about being perfect or not, it's like that thing is potentially cock blocking us from the success that we deserve. Okay. So if you're starting to get a little bit of, you know, pain in that picture, even if you think to the most successful people that you can think of, whoever it may be, whoever's in your mind, I can guarantee you they don't go all in and then nothing. Right. If we're starting to think about someone, and again, I don't want you to fall into the comparison trap. This episode's not about this, but I'll touch on it real brief. You can't compare your day one to someone's day 101. I often get like conversations now and go, oh, like that, you know, it seems really easy for you with your mindset. Potentially, it, it may look a bit easier and it does come to me a little bit easier now, but I'm literally like 30 in a couple of weeks, right? I started working on this mindset probably throughout high school, but more specifically, around like 18, 19, 20. So I want to call it 20, let's say, a solid 10 years. Time, money, effort, investment into shifting and changing this. It was not once easy. I once had way more crappy thinking days than I did happy thinking days, right? And if it's true for me, it can be true for you. So you can change. You're in the right spot, okay? So a couple of the strategies that I wanted to discuss, we're probably going to talk about three in this podcast episode because I'm making a promise to myself to not make this super, super long, give you a little bit more of a bite-sized information and reserve the long chats for when I have some guests or who knows. Knowing me, this could be really long. But anyway, three strategies. So the first one in particular that I want you to think about is what I alluded to earlier and I naturally talk about it is the dial strategy, okay? Or, you know, thinking about everything like a dial. So every element of our life, kind of like a car stereo, right? If we think about turning the volume dial up and down, we might have our favorite song that we want to have on full blast, but then like another song will come on and we'll just turn that dial down slightly. I want you to think about your life in this same way. So my four pillars of coaching, training, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. And I refer to each of these four pillars pretty much encompass most things, right? You can shove like your, your career, your relationship, all those things into that lifestyle category. Um, and then obviously training makes sense. Nutrition makes sense. Um, and mindset hopefully speaks for itself as well. But if we talk about each of these being a dial as opposed to a light switch, okay? So all of these dials can be adjusted, right? 
So sometimes you're going to be turning the training dial up, turning the nutrition dial up, turning that lifestyle dial up, turning that mindset dial up. All of these things may be elevating you, right? And things are going really well. We're, you know, slowly but surely adding, you know, 1%, 1%, 1%. And if we think about it, you know, max volume, 100%, zero, zero, right? Sometimes we're going to be 50, 60, 70, and all of a sudden everything's like right up to 90. Things are going really, really well. Then something happens. Curveball comes your way, an obstacle, something kind of knocks you around. Maybe you have a high amount of stress happening right now, speaking from experience. (laughs) And there's a lot of, you know, stressful events and things going on. Maybe you need to turn your mindset dial right up, right? You know, really hone in on those mindset techniques. And maybe the fact that your body is, you know, absorbing and under so much stress right now. Maybe we need to back off the training just slightly. So we can, again, turn this dial down. So instead of it sitting at that 90% that it was, we're just going to turn it down a little bit. Might turn it down to about 60 or 50, right? Depending where. And again, if we talk about our compound interests, the more that you practice this stuff and the more that you adjust these, the quicker you can turn your dials back up to where I know that you want them. I see you, type A, (laughs) right? But making those adjustments, yeah, like I said, Your ability to be able to adjust these things is going to develop over time. But where we're turning things down, right? So as an example, what does it really mean when I say turn the dial down with your training? Okay. It doesn't mean half-ass your training. It just means like half capacity, right? So for some, as an example, this could be half the amount of time that you would usually train, right? Maybe you want to keep the consistency but at the moment, you need an extra hour in your day for whatever it may be. Maybe it's this stress management we're talking about. Maybe you've got some deadlines at work. Maybe you've got a uni exam or a uni assignment. You know, maybe your kids are starting school. Like, there's all these different variables that we might need to use these dials, yeah? Maybe you're moving house. I know that's a big one. <laughs> as, of, as of late, there's a few people moving around and it's going to require a little bit more attention and energy. So we're going to turn this dial down slightly. Notice how I didn't say this is a light switch and we flick it off. No, that's the all or nothing mentality. We're like, oh, well, unless I can do it perfectly and hit a PB this week, I better go fuck it and uh, turn it off. No, we're just going to turn it down slightly. So it could be. Now, for some, they really love keeping the habit of being in the gym. And that's also a you know moment that they honor themselves and partially self, self-care and stress management. I will sort of touch on that, though. We do have to have strategies outside of training for stress mitigation and stress management. I might chat about that in another episode, but you know, it might be cutting down the session time half the amount of time, right? Might mean that you mightn't get through all of your work, um, but you're going to set, okay, this is the amount of time that I'm dedicating to it. I'm in, I'm out, whatever I can get done, I get done. It could also mean just doing half the amount of sets for each thing. That's going to cut your half in time, uh, your time in half. <laughs> and You could also look at it in the way of maybe you're doing six sessions a week. Now you're going to do three or you're doing four sessions a week. Now you're going to do two. Okay, we're not just turning it off. It's not a light switch. We don't have to turn it down to zero, right? We can just turn it down slightly. And the beautiful thing is when you harness this power, this ability to make these adjustments, guess what? If you turn it down to 50 and you're like, oh, this is too easy, guess what you get to do? Turn it up to 60. Turn it up to 70. Turn it up to 80. That's the beauty of it. You could also turn it down to 50 and be like, shit, this is still a little too much. Let's turn it down to 40, right? 
These are dials, okay? We can adjust them at any point in any time. Now, when I guess the giving the example around stress, I always like to say for me, the things that I've found really, really helpful is turning my dials down in certain areas that, you know, as an example, training intensity might turn down ever so slightly. But I turn my dial up in my nutrition because I know just how important that is for my nervous system. Like being in that fight or flight response consistently, I need to bring myself down to a level space and nourish my body because I don't know about you, but I, you know, love learning. I love absorbing a million and one things. My brain's always on. And I, yes, I get my quiet times, but I know that the capacity that I want to run and operate at and what I love and thrive in my day-to-day requires fuel. <laughs> so I make sure I turn those dials up together and you're going to find the things that work for you. For some people, they turn their dial right up in their sleep and they turn their dial right down in their social life, right? And the other areas stay the same. You're going to find what dials that you typically will manipulate. And this is also going to evolve over time. I can tell you now, way back when, when I first started out in my health and fitness journey, like turning the dial right down for the training might have been something that I did or didn't really pay too much attention to nutrition. But again, through education, through learning, obviously the realm that I work in now um, plays a role in that. But just sharing that, it's going to change and adapt for you over time. And I think as well, just like touching on that, understanding that life is going to happen, like things are going to pop up, whether they're planned or not planned, it's going to happen. Now, we don't want to sit in this state of fear of like, oh, what if this and what if that, but we just want to be prepared. And using these strategies is a really great way to help us through that. If I give you an example, a recent client of mine has had a lot of stress and things going on and she was doing extremely, extremely well in all areas, training, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, the lifestyle, and this is where in in this realm I'm kind of putting in our step count or our average movement of our day, the lifestyle needed to sort of turn down slightly because we needed to allocate some more time to work priorities um, over these next couple of weeks and also to the mindset, really turning that dial right up, leaning into that. Now, rather than going, oh, I'm not going to be able to hit X amount of steps. What we did, um, and this is what I you know, educated through our previous check-in, was let's take the pressure off the step target. Okay, We don't need to hit a certain amount of steps. We're just going to keep the habit of the movement that we get in our day. So this person in particular had incorporated some extra walking, some extra movement, and again, pairing these things together, going out for a mindful walk, smelling the fresh air, being present, having no distractions, having no time to be paces to hit, steps to hit, nothing, taking that pressure off. But we're still actively doing this movement. And typically what I see in these cases is the person typically will smash way more than what they thought they would anyway. But also if they don't, we understand because it's for an acute period of time. Okay, we can pick that dial back up as we need. The other strategy, the second strategy that tends to work really well is the floor and the ceiling analogy. And I was actually having this conversation with one of the girls in the team the other day and saying, I'm not actually sure if I heard this somewhere. Like, surely I'm not the first person that's spoken about it, but I don't know where I either came up with it or heard it. (laughs) So if anyone knows, please let me know. But I'm just going to discuss it anyway, is that floor and the ceiling, okay? So essentially the concept, if you think about a floor, it's bottom, right? We, you know, stand on the floor. 
And then you've got the ceiling right up, way up high. And so when we're looking at setting our actions for the week and going, okay, these are the things that I need to work on. These are the things that I need to focus on. I do kind of go with a bit of a hybrid of everything. I think that's really important to note. So when we're looking at all the different analogies and strategies, I do like to do a bit of a hybrid approach. So the dial strategy essentially sort of comes into this area as well. But if we're thinking about a floor and a ceiling, right, when we set our goals for the week and we go, okay, what is the floor? What is that bottom? What's the the bottom tier, the bottom level, the minimum effort, what am I going to be happy with if I can manage that? So setting something that typically can happen on autopilot is helpful if you're under high amounts of stress. If things are going quite well, your floor could be a little bit of an extension of what you've hit this week, okay, just to kind of bring you up to this next level you're trying to achieve. Okay, so if I give examples, maybe you're looking to, um, you know, we're increasing our step count. Okay, so, you know, our floor might become a thousand steps more on average for the week than what you did last week. For others, the floor will just be consistent steps and that's where we are. Okay, so you get to set this. What's this bare basic, bare minimum? What's that floor? If I reach that, I'll be happy with that. And then setting more of that stretch. So what's the ceiling? What's the thing I want to strive towards? And it's kind of like, you know, shoot for the stars and you're going to be able to get way further than if you just shot one, you know, meter in front of you, right? So if we're aiming and striving towards this ceiling, but we've got the floor to catch us, okay? So we're going to do our best to be able to get up there. But as long as we tick X, Y, and Z, we're going to be happy with that. And this is where it comes into our non-negotiables and setting specific actionable goals and targets, okay? So a non-negotiable isn't, I'm going to eat perfectly this week. Because what does perfectly mean? Like, it could be taken in the context of like, you're going to chew all of your food perfectly, (laughs) right? If we then go, actually, what I've identified, and again, a recent client example, is we're lacking protein on a couple of days, and the whole typically tends to be going and eating out throughout the day. And we're sticking with the same breakfast that we would usually have. So then we're sort of falling short. So the specific and actionable action is on those days. So for this person, it's a Saturday and a Sunday that they're going out to eat. What we're going to do is we're going to double down on the protein that we have in our breakfast on those days to ensure that we don't fall short. How can we measure this? At the end of the week, we go, did we eat out this week? Did we double down on the protein? Amazing. Now notice how the action and the pass or fail is based on the process of doubling down on the protein. So if usually it's a 20 gram serve of protein in the morning, this person's having 40 grams. Even if they don't hit their protein target for that day, now it's highly likely they will because we've identified that that's the gap. But even if they don't, the non-negotiable was doubling down on the protein. So then if we still notice gaps, that's where we can go, okay, What we're going to do now is come up with another strategy for whatever the issue or root cause may be. So again, rewarding the process and not the outcome. The outcome isn't getting the protein target smack bang, bang on. That's a byproduct of doubling down on your protein and that's the most likely outcome. But you're setting these specific actions that are essentially needle moving movements. I gave an example recently on my Instagram about 
my non-negotiable at the moment, um, implementing my change to my sleep and wake routine, much to my (laughs) fiance's unhappiness. I know he's happy for me, but I'm pretty much in bed with the lights off before he's even home, which has been inconvenient if he needs to get something from the bedroom. But, you know, we got to put ourselves first, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But anyway, so my non-negotiable at the moment is phone is on charge and not on like distractions do not disturb I should say is on by 8 p.m so I'm not engaging with the outside world at all um after that eight o'clock now I might do another episode around all my little contingencies and strategies that I have built over the years to put boundaries in place for notifications and productivity and again I should stress the importance I sort of started working on this at around age 21 22 and I'm now I'm just going to call myself 30. Maybe by the time this goes out, I might even be 30, right? So quite a long time. If you're just new to this, don't compare. Use this as inspiration to be like, okay, and use it as a challenge. I challenge you to be even better than me in a shorter amount of time. That's what I challenge you to do. That's what I hope for everyone, right? That's my mission. (laughs) Not have things take as long as they took me because I can condense all my learnings into a short period of time. Anyway, so my non-negotiable, having that lights off, doing that, and then reading, okay? Now, the non-negotiable is just the phone on do not disturb. The reading is preferred, but I'm not passing myself on that, okay? The reading also requires a little bit more brain space and effort and attention. And some of these days, because I'm changing the time that I'm getting up in the morning, I am exhausted and I end up just wanting to go to sleep, okay? Now, my non-negotiable is to do this Monday through to Friday, sorry, Monday through to Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I have a different strategy, okay? Now, Monday through to Thursday, the non-negotiable is at 8 p.m. What that then is the catalyst for is a good early night, distraction-free, calming, going to sleep, waking up, feeling refreshed. I'm not passing or failing myself on getting myself out of bed in the morning. That'll be my next step and next piece of the puzzle. But the non-negotiable is a needle-moving movement for me. Now, I know a lot of the other areas, and again, just through you know, the work that I do and my coach that I work with as well, is that this is a fixable thing. So the sleep routine is going to be such a ripple effect in all other areas. So if you think about the sleep, our hunger signaling can be off if our sleep is poor. Our training performance is going to be down. We're going to be more irritated, tired, so on and so forth. So there's all these other areas. So this non-negotiable is this specific action that I can pass or fail myself. Now, some people get a really bit, like, guess a bit jarred by the whole pass or fail. But if you don't assign meanings to things about you and your self-worth by failing something, it's not an issue. So if you're struggling with that, again, that calls for you to go inwards. You need a lot of mindset shifting and working in perspective changes. If you fail at something, you're not a failure. Okay. I have failed at my non-negotiable, but I'm still striving and I'm still trying. It doesn't mean I'm a shit person. It doesn't mean I suck. It doesn't mean I'm not capable. It doesn't mean I can't do it. It just means sometimes it's actually been outside of my control, right? So as an example, the do not disturb, I've got favorites that if they call me, it will ring straight through. Right. So I ended up answering a phone call um, to my brother. And then I was like, oh, damn it. That was was after the time that I had set for myself. It is what it is. Right. It was mindless. And it's not really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. I was still in bed by the time. 
But I was like, okay, well, you know what? I failed at that, right? What could I do differently? How would I do things differently? Would I do things differently? Okay. So don't be scared to be able to fail yourself. And the more times that you fail and strategize and redirect your energy, the quicker you're going to get to success. Like honestly, the most successful people, I'm sure if you spoke to all of them and lined them all up, they would say the quickest way to success is just to learn from your failures and fuck up as many times as you can, as quick as you can and learn for them so you can keep making progress. All right. So really setting the floor and setting the ceiling and having those non-negotiables and making sure they are specific, they are measurable and they are achievable and actionable. Okay. So think about what is that tangible thing, not I'm going to smash my gym sessions. Does that just mean attending the gym sessions? Does that mean recording your lift? Does that mean hitting a PB? What does that actually mean? How are you going to measure that? Because if you set these really vague goals, you're going to get vague outcomes and you're also going to leave your reflections up to how you feel. So as an example, I can be known to be quite self-critical. I think a lot will resonate with that around this time of my cycle. So if I get to the end about, yeah, I don't feel like I gave as much effort as I could, right? That story plays in my mind sometimes. And then I'm like, all right, bitch, quieten down. (laughs) No, right? I'm like, I did the things that I said I was going to do. And if I want more out of what I want, perfect. Set bigger, scarier goals. And that's the conversation, okay? The third analogy that I wanted to introduce here is the bricks, okay? So I like to think about all the areas. Again, I talk about my four pillars, training, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle, the ones that I coach on as bricks. Okay, so imagine creating a brick wall. So you're going to put a little bit of cement on, put the brick down. A little bit of cement on, put the brick down. I've ever, I've never actually laid bricks, but, you know, just picturing this in my mind. <laughs> so humor me with this. So you're going to lay these bricks, okay? Brick, brick, brick next to each other. These four pillars. Awesome. Now, we might have a little bit of a focus on, actually, I might use one of my girls in the team that I brought up with the other day as well as an example. So our first brick that we really started focusing on was mindset and nutrition. Okay, so each week we were really building these foundations, okay? We're putting another brick on the nutrition, putting another brick on the mindset, putting another brick on the nutrition, another brick on the mindset. So we had our four bricks along the bottom, and then we started towering these up next to each other. Now, the cool thing is, you know, these are going to be supportive of each other. But we can't let these bricks, we can't just build a, you know, non-stopping tower of these two bricks. We also need to build up the bricks on the side, right? So we still need to build up the training bricks, the lifestyle bricks. And, you know, these naturally, when you're focusing on one or two areas, those others start to sort of follow suit. But I always say, like, we need to have a strong foundation. So we can't just put a massive tower on these two areas. We need to then, all right, let's lay some bricks on the training now, right? That's what we did. Let's lay some more bricks there. So now they're kind of at the same capacity. The training, nutrition, mindset are all quite equal, but the lifestyle bricks sort of need to come up. Now, what can happen is as you're building some of these bricks up to that next level, a big gust of wind can come along and knock them all down, right? Your bricks are going to fall back down to your foundations. So again, and again, throughout the coaching experience, I, I get to see this come to fruition that the foundation of bricks is further along. Even if it's one layer brick higher, you've got instead of just having one brick foundation, you've now got two bricks of foundation. And then you've got three bricks. So bringing all these areas up to this new baseline. And so when this gust of wind comes along, this all or nothing mindset that we're removing, 
those bricks that fall off the top, they go to that new foundation that you've created, that new baseline. Okay. And so then same thing, you start building the bricks, 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 and making sure that we're creating a new foundation. So making sure that we're bringing up all of those areas. And again, you can start to see how we mesh the floor and the ceiling for our little week to week goals. I shouldn't call them little, but you know what I mean? The brick analogy, building up the education in all these different areas and our dials, right? Utilizing these to adjust. Okay. So the speed that we're laying these bricks might need to adjust one week for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it may be. Then we turn that speed back up again. Okay. No light switches on and off and it's continual progress. You guys, if you've heard my first couple of episodes, would know the Japanese proverb. And one of the girls actually had a good laugh. She's like, if you felt so, the proverb is four, seven, stand eight is kind of how it's translated. And she's like, if you fall seven times and you stand seven times, you've actually stood back up after each one. And I was like, I so hear you. And she's like, the math just doesn't math and it irks her. And I do think it's kind of been lost in translation. Like, the way that it means from the Japanese sense is that it's just, you know, always getting up one more time than you fall, like get yourself back up, never give up is essentially that meaning behind it. But I think that's the thing with like different languages and proverbs. And I'm like, it got me really intrigued. I was like, now I'm like, we need to go and hunt down all these other proverbs and see like how they get translated and be like, is that, is that really like what it means? But anyway, I digress. I just thought that was a little bit of a funny conversation that we had the other day. But it's like, it is It is that. It's that, you know, never giving up attitude. The only time that you truly fail and become a quotation marks failure is if you give up, right? You literally, you can't fail entirely, right? Unless you quit. So you keep going. If we think back to when we were little babies, we didn't just start walking and then fall down and then never get back up again. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? The amount of times that kids fell or kids do fall and they get back up. It's like we get this like fear drummed into us. Okay. So starting to use these strategies to help you overcome that, big differences, big changes. Now, a client example of someone who has literally been using these strategies like I've never seen before has been amazing and she's blown herself away. And something that she's super, super proud of is she was struggling to do one push-up against a chair when we first began working together. Now she literally pumped out 15 on her knees and is ready to start taking on these toe push-ups. And it's not to say that she hasn't ever struggled with her training or had some self-doubt or had these things or, you know, where she is now. Like she literally said this, her desire to train is so much more. Like you know, she focused on the foundations, the mindset and the nutrition and the cardio. We built these layers. Now she's like, I want an extra day of training. Like I'm ready to go. I get excited to work out. I love going for my walks. And this person is like completely night and day to when we first worked together. Before we started working together, the conversation that we really had was, you know, emotional around not not being, you know, sure if she was able to have this life that she wanted and get out of pain and not be sore all the time and now to the fact of being you know she said the the her her pain on a day-to-day level like maybe a little bit of back pain might come out here and there but that general day-to-day stuff has subsided she has like 10x her ability with her training you know her ability with her nutritional literacy has improved so much like you know and all of these things like all of these non-scale victories have been absolutely freaking incredible 
and she's already down nine centimeters off her waist since we first began working together. And that literally, like most of that happened within the last two months. And we really laid things out. We had like an overarching theme. And this is what I do inside of the glow up coaching is really ensuring that we have that clear direction of where we're going. And yeah, it's just just blown herself away. And again, it's a credit to this never give up. There's been obstacles. There's been things. And like she said, it's just like now things feel so much easier. And it's that momentum that we create. It's that, you know, me and my analogies, but the snowball that I've mentioned before, that compound interest, whichever way resonates with you. But the snowball, if you're pushing it down a hill, it's gathering a little bit more snow each time it rolls. And then all of a sudden it gets a little bit faster and faster and faster. And the more snow that it gathers quicker it gets and so you know by the end of it it's going even faster that compound interest you know a dollar 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 the compounding interest going on you know 20 years down the track it's now double the import you might have invested a thousand dollars and it's ten thousand dollars right same thing with our actions okay this doesn't happen with the all or nothing mindset you get nothing every single time right the tortoise and the hare i could say this stuff till the cows come home but really really thinking that okay One last little gem that I will leave you with is really thinking about creating your new habits, like when you're training a muscle, okay, or you're starting something new, whatever, it's like training a muscle. When it's brand new to the stimulus, the first time you're doing something, like I brought RDLs back in yesterday, oh gosh, I am in pain. (laughs) It's been a while, it's been a while. Hello darkness, my old friend, we are back. But it's that, it's the DOMS, it's that delayed onset muscle soreness, okay? Is brand new, brand new stimulus. It takes a lot of effort and energy to kind of get through and break through that. It's the same thing with our habits. There's going to be resistance. It's going to feel a little bit difficult. But then all of a sudden, like I said, take my client example. She's like, I literally can't believe, like, who am I? (laughs) Being like, I can't wait to work out. I need another day to do my, like, I want to do more. I'm excited. Like from, you know, not being in that position to where she is now is incredible. And it's that same thing, right? It's like that muscle, you know, our DOMS, it subsides. Same thing. That resistance to changing up those habits, it subsides, but you've got to persevere. Okay. So use these strategies, the dials, the bricks, the floor and the ceiling. And remember, strengthening that muscle each and every time that you do it. Now, I would love to hear from you guys if any of these strategies that you may have heard before, you may have used, or anything that was new. And which one do you think stands out to you the most? I always love to hear what what are the biggest takeaways? What are the biggest lessons and learnings that you get from these podcast episodes? It's it's really interesting. And that's what I honestly love about being able to coach a wide range of people is we're all so unique and we should definitely celebrate that, you know, our own uniqueness. We don't need to be all carbon copies of each other. And that's something I definitely push in the glow up photo shoots for sure. If anyone's ever seen those online. We don't need to be just, you know, like I said, carbon copies. But I always like to know, like, what stands out? What in particular? What do you resonate with? If it's none, that's also cool. <laughs> Maybe this podcast isn't for you, but yeah, I'd be very curious to know. So please find me in the DMs at PT with Re, and don't forget to tag me on Instagram. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the You But More Powerful podcast. If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at you but more powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the next episode.